Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Take off, we We're doing our movie. Don't wreck our show, you hoes. Hire your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, rash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Air Canada cancels nearly 10% of Toronto flights over seven days as staffing crunches continue. Wait a minute. Why am I getting Canadian news? Oh, yeah. I'm in Quebec. Hey, boys and girls, you're listening to the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel Quebecois Cheeseman. And this is Chad 9, Tesla 9. So wash. And on this week's show... Metaverse, Schmetaverse, it's all about the multiverse now. A game of buy or sell and pet psychics. Let's do this. Oh. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions. And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman. I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay. That makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, Yeah. simplicity. <laughs> Seriously, though, seriously, text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh, my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs. Automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener. Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Greetings from Canada, Chad. Ooh, look, 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 look. They, they let you in? 
Seriously? Well, I'm married to a Canadian, so that's kind of a, a, a deal breaker for keeping me out of the country. <laughs> yeah, they're very polite up there. So uh, they just uh, kind of probably looked at you a little funny, smiled and said, on your way. Oh, my God. Just the Border Patrol. People are so nice, you know. But granted, no one's going into Canada much these days. We didn't have much of a, tr- of a problem getting into the country. But yeah, so very nice. So I had to come someplace where rude people were, which apparently is <laughs> Quebec. So we got in last night pretty late, had dinner with uh, some of my wife's uh, cohorts in, in education. So I haven't had a chance yet. I, I've prepared for the show. And we're doing the show. But after this, I'm going to go out with my Bruce Springsteen t-shirt and see what kind of trouble I can get into <laughs> in Quebec, Canada. <laughs> oh, that's just sad all the way around. <laughs> it's so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. Dude, we were talking before the show, man. You are you are wound tight. We need to get you back to Portugal ASAP yes. to get you yeah. on a beach drinking a, a Mai Tai or whatever it is that you have there. But this show could be interesting. You're salty. You're salty today. In the land of de-stressing and a bunch of it's easier when you're kind of like away from the dumb shit but when you're back here in the u.s you just get flooded with dumb shit fucking constantly from people who should know better so you know it's yeah i do i i I need my i need my drink i need my beach i need my wife all of that back in portugal yeah, lots of dumb shit. It's fun when you come to Canada and all your news is like, you know, location based and the stories oh, yeah. are so much lighter than what you get in the States. <laughs> yes. It's like someone got hit by a moose on uh, the 401. You know, that's kind of like heavy hitting news here in Canada. <laughs> yeah, if that happened in the US, it would be around, it would it would all be focused on how they could bring fear to being hit by moose you know (laughs) this is why we need these guns these goddamn moose yeah they would have claimed the moose had a gun and that we need more guns to fight the moose should we get to shout outs fucking assholes yes all right let's get to uh i hire yes who job board news chad the job board announced the launch of quote find your niche a career podcast yes Uh the job board has launched a podcast it's not going to be the last. The bi-weekly podcast explores the journeys of job seekers from all walks of life to inspire listeners to find work that aligns with their passion. Chad, are you ready to subscribe to iHire's new podcast? <laughs> I'm a big fan of anybody who wants to pull up a mic and do a podcast, right? I, I think everybody should should try it. Unfortunately, you're, you're only going to get about six deep with, with most podcast most podcasts because they run out of content they find out how hard it is to get content but yeah, yeah. i think uh good good for them i you know we, we're seeing podcasts pop up left and right you know in our industry uh mm-hmm. you know whether they can maintain and 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 weather the storm of all the other podcasts uh we'll see Podcasts are the new blogs. Remember when every company, every employee at every company and every one of their company's employees had to have a blog. Yep. And yeah, they had about 10 posts in them and they just faded into oblivion. Exactly. I'm guessing podcasts will be the same. (laughs) Well, that being said, my first shout out goes to my TikTok debut kids. That's right. I actually did a debut TikTok with HR Manifesto. She was on the show about a month or so ago. You can go into our interviews and, and, and check her out. She's she has over half a million 
followers. We actually did uh, HR coaching sessions. I was the uh, the, the dumb white male employee, which was uh, it was an easy role for me to to get ready for. Uh, it already has three hundred thousand views, nearly six hundred comments, and thirty seven thousand likes. How in the fuck <laughs> is this a duet on her account? It's on her account. It's not a duet. It's actually just something that we recorded together. Okay. So yeah. So and we're going to be doing more of these because obviously it got a really really good traction and it was fun and uh, yeah I'm I'm looking forward to it. So now she she's like okay now you've got to start posting shit on your account. So I actually Which, started that and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you'll be glad to know that the algorithm uh, saw fit to put you in my feed uh, this morning as I was scrolling <laughs> through. So I see Chad is now active on uh, on on TikTok. What could what could possibly go wrong? What Nothing. could possibly yeah. go wrong? <laughs> well, from TikTok to LinkedIn, Chad, it's time to talk about another poll that I did last week. I asked Zip Recruiter's future bullish or bearish about 250 people chimed in 36 are bullish but a whopping 64 percent are bearish on zip recruiter interestingly most of the bullish people were in the industry most of the bearish folks are actually ta people so take that for what you will mm -hmm. but i had to talk about my poll now you were more interested in how many people <laughs> saw it but yeah. decided not to say shit yeah. Yeah. Hey, what, what's what's that number up to now? Because that was a pretty it was a pretty sizable number. Yeah. Between eight and eight and nine thousand people have seen the post. Yeah. Uh, Two hundred fifty votes. So it's roughly two percent of people have have chimed in, which I don't I don't I don't know any numbers from LinkedIn that have been released about what percentage is normal for a uh -huh. survey. But if you're or comparing it to email, two to three percent isn't probably crazy. But yeah, a lot of people uh, saw it. And uh, either passed it by or maybe, you know, pontificated for a while, but decided not to chime in. Yeah. Said, who's ZipRecruiter? Yeah, for sure. I did. a uh, actually it, it was spawned by an interview I did with AIM Group. Uh, they're doing a story on, on ZipRecruiter. So okay. I was nice. I was curious what the public thought, what my followers thought. So there you go. Love 64 it. are bearish on ZipRecruiter. And I think it's fair to say Wall Street is equally bearish on ZipRecruiter yes. at this point. Yes. Last or actually this week, you couldn't make the European show because you were off in, in the Great White North. Mm -hmm. Leaven and I actually talked about uh, Tesla and how German is smacking down that 40 hour a week comment. Well, shout out this week goes to Atlassian, who trolls Tesla and poaches <laughs> talent. On Atlassian's career homepage, this message pops up when you get in there. Quote, welcome, Tesla friends. We're Atlassian and we work from anywhere, end quote. Obviously targeting Elon's, mm -hmm. you have to work 40 hours in the office, internal email at Tesla. This is interesting and uh, I love the trolling and hell, why not? If you can poach good talent, do it. Yeah, for sure. I'm all, I'm all good for a little guerrilla campaign, sticking it to the competition. There, there needs to be more of that in corporate corporate life yeah, it's it's uh you know it's it's a it's a common thing in politics i think it needs to be more common in corporate america let's stick it to the competition and speaking of competition chad your favorite bank is back in the news uh, wells, wells fargo, fargo is going Bastards. to temporarily suspend a hiring policy that led some managers to conduct sham interviews of non-white and female candidates following a report by the New York Times that we highlighted last week in our show. The bank's chief executive, Charles Scharf, 
told employees in a letter on Monday, the case that these interviews were being paused, no word on whether or not they're going to fix it. They're just pausing it at this point. Chad, is it too early to do our Christmas naughty or nice list? Because I got a bank that I want to put squarely on my coal in your stocking column. (laughs) Yes. And again, anybody listening to this podcast, if you have money in Wells Fargo, pull that shit out. Find a different bank. These guys are nothing but pure dog shit. Dog (laughs) shit. Yes. And from dog shit to free shit, Chad, we can't have a show without mentioning the fact that you can get free shit on the Chad and Cheese podcast. Just head out to chadcheese.com. Click the free link. We're talking about T-shirts from Emissary, beer from our friends at Pillar, and whiskey from the folks at Text Colonel. What are you waiting for? Go to chatcheese.com for your chance to win free shit today. That's right. Don't forget. Also, events are back, kids. Events are fucking back. Wreckfest is happening July 7th at Nebworth Park. That's right. England. That's where all the cool kids go to uh, listen to the music and (laughs) apparently to go to recruiting open air conferences because this is the biggest recruiting TA open air conference in the world. At least that's how it's that's how it's marketed. So we're going to be there. We're going to be we're going to be on the disrupt stage. We're going to be emceeing it all day and we're going to have some surprise guest emcees joining us. But uh, if you don't have your tickets, I don't know what the hell you're waiting for. Go to chadcheese.com, click on events in the upper right-hand corner, register, get your tickets, and we will see you there. That's right. And if you're going to be there and you're on this list that I'm about to read off, make sure you come by and see us. We'll buy you a beer. This is our birthday list from fans of the show. We're talking birthdays. Yeah, whatever. Uh, The free beer. We'll give you a free beer from the show, which gives free beer. Anyway, Christina Bassiou. I'm guessing I'm saying that right. She mm. uh, has another uh, year around the sun. Our friend Mark Anderson, uh, who keeps promising a trip on his pontoon boat. <laughs> guys, but still hasn't delivered. He celebrates a birthday. Scott Allen from Melbourne, one of our favorite places that we've never been. Yes. Liz Wessel, our friend Jim Stroud, occasionally co-hosts uh, as a guest. Doug mm. Monroe Ooh. and Philly Nancy. That's nice. right. Nancy Savoy. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Celebrates a birthday. Everyone, we hope you have a good one. Happy birthday! It's our list of birthdays for the week. Topics! All right, Chad, who needs college when you have apprenticeships? (laughs) Multiverse has closed a Series D of $222 million with its post-money valuation coming in at, yep, you guessed it, $1.7 billion. Multiverse charges employers a small recruitment fee for sourcing apprentices for them and then charges them for the cost of training, which accounts for the majority of its revenue. Jobs that are covered in the multiverse range from software engineers through to data analysts, professional services, and related roles. The community, which includes apprentices as well as coaches, now numbers 8,000 people. Clients include include the likes of Cisco and Verizon. The New York and London-based company, which was founded in 2016, has now raised a grand total of $414 million and employs around 650 people, according to LinkedIn. Chad, it's not Marvel's multiverse, but it's a multiverse worth talking about. What are your thoughts? 
Well, first and foremost, the CEO and co-founder Ewan Blair is the son of ex-Prime Minister Tony Blair and high-profile barrister Sherry Booth Blair. So the kid is obviously pulling himself up by his bootstraps. Uh, no matter, this is a, a great idea. And last week we were talking about Guild hitting Quad Unicorn, I believe. I said anyone in this space would thrive, especially if you're doing it right. Mm-hmm. especially in the U.S. Why? Because we suck at creating actual talent pipelines, real and effective talent pipelines, because we don't tap into the talent while they are learning to ensure that there is no skills gap, right? We just wait for the perfect candidate to suddenly appear or mm-hmm. whine and cry and say that the skills gap sucks, right? While waiting for the U.S. government to, you know, hand out corporate welf- welfare, same yeah. thing. Blair said, the CEO said, which I love, quote, a cardinal rule for multiverse is that it must be free to the apprentice and they must be paid a salary. He added, we provide employers with a platform that gives them access to non-graduate talent from diverse backgrounds and the ability to reskill those who need it. Brilliant coaches employed by us to deliver the training supported by our tech a formal mm-hmm. credential for the individual in their chosen field and specialism and a vibrant community experience, end quote. So this kid has it all, the pedigree, the experience, yeah. and now the money to thrive in a much needed education and training space. He should move toward the U.S. at light speed because our lame ass hiring companies with their anemic talent pipelines need this desperately. Yeah, you know, I, I keep I keep doing these stories and we do these stories every week and we also talk about recession and hear about it every day. But if you look at the money that keeps coming into our industry, you'd think there's no fucking recession whatsoever. Uh, I keep thinking that the dollars will dry up, but they don't they don't seem to. Uh, Not it's, yet. It's kind of amazing. All right. Back to back to multiverse. So college debt. Let's talk about that for a second. The average college debt among student loan borrowers in America is thirty two thousand seven hundred thirty one dollars. Uh, that's from last year. That wow. means everyone graduating from a liberal arts college with generally no skills whatsoever has a debt out the gate of 30000 dollars. There are a lot of people that don't want to go to college. There are a lot of people that don't need to go to college, but they don't have a, a, a road uh, or an exit to do something else that's been really clear. So along comes multiverse, which says, you know what, you don't need to go to college or even community college. You can, you can get skills that will get you hired immediately through our apprenticeship program. So I think that you're seeing a wave of, of students, of young people saying, I don't really want to go to college. I don't want to pay and have the debt that is going to be wrapped around my neck for 10 plus years after college. What can I do? I think these guys are positioned great for that segment. The second part of that is, is the companies, right? So we know that companies are struggling to hire tech talent. They, they would love to like, just have a funnel going into their company easy with button. people that can, uh, that can work for their company with the skills that they need. So that enters, uh, the mentors in this program, you're probably paying a little bit less because they don't have the experience, uh, real world style. So you're maybe saving a little bit money, but I think also more importantly is you're probably getting a really loyal employee. So if you get a kid out of co- out of high school, you bring him into your company, you teach him the skills, you, you, you know, you bred him into, into the, the culture. He's going to be much less likely, I think, to leave in any fast, uh, fast pace. So in this case, you're getting a, a huge win-win with multiverse. You're getting young people that aren't going to be saddled with debt 
that shouldn't have gone to college in the first place, but feel like, well, that's what my parents want me to do. And that's what society says I should do. They have an off ramp, uh, an alternative to that. And then you have companies that are getting the talent that they need to perform the jobs that they need done. And you're getting hopefully a more loyal employee, which means retention uh, is less of a factor. So for me, like this is, this is a fantastic business, right place, right time. Uh, Ultimately, if you're on the other end of this, the question becomes, what do colleges do about it, if anything? Uh, I mean, we know that here locally in Indiana, we have Purdue, who has a program of if you graduate with an engineering degree, you're going to give the school a percentage of your profits or your salary for a certain period of time. So I think it'll be interesting to see if, if this does take off in a big way, do colleges uh, react accordingly and do, do fees come down or do colleges get more creative? But I think the market is pushing change, and I think that change is really good. Really good. I'd say big applause from both of us for Multiverse. Yeah, and I love that the company is paying the freight, right? We talked to Sabio a few weeks ago, and I love what they're doing. The only thing I hate is that they're charging the student, right? There has to be some skin in the game. Totally get that. Appreciate that. But the company should be paying the freight. They're the ones who long-term are going to be making huge cash, huge profits off of these individuals. So, I mean, it, it just... Our system is bass backwards and we need to get it fixed. Yeah. And I think that organizations like this, platforms like this, who are tweaking how the freight is actually carried, there that's that's a huge, huge applause in my book. Yeah, and not even uh, making money for the company, but saving money for the company uh, in terms of recruiting costs, in terms of, of turnover and attrition. Yeah. I think it's a huge win. So if you haven't checked out Multiverse, uh, we both recommend that you do so at your leisure. Well, let's see if another company that got funding this week gets a similar reaction to the Chad and Cheese podcast. Ripple Match. Gen Z rejoice. Ripple Match has just raised $45 million in Series B cash, bringing the grand total to $79. million. Ripple Match acts as an alternative to the traditional job board process by using matching and automation to bring opportunities directly to candidates at over 1,500 schools. They expect to triple the number of candidates who find a job through the platform this year and plan to use the funding to double the size of its internal team and continue to invest in technology. Watch out, Handshake. The Ripple is in the house. Chad, your thoughts? <laughs> the Ripple. You need some Ripple and uh, put some champagne in it. Give me some sh- cheap beer, yeah. <laughs> Sham Pipple. So it's it's interesting that, you know, with uh, 205 million valuation wasn't higher. We've seen so many bloated mm-hmm. valuations. I wonder if that has anything to do with them not disclosing revenues. It feels like their revenues really aren't that big. The, 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 the TAM's there. The Mm -hmm. opportunity is there, but it doesn't seem like they're getting traction on the revenue side. We both sold this company in a segment of buy or sell back in April of last year, right? Mm -hmm. And let's quickly set the table. Handshake, $434 million in funding and way up was acquired by Yellow. So why are college systems getting so much damn cash or acquired? Well, first, it's a large and diverse population entering the workforce. And it's a hell of a lot easier to match someone with little to no experience than trying to build an algorithm to identify guys like you and I with 20 Mm -hmm. years of experience in a specific industry at numerous companies with several roles, right? So from a tech standpoint, it's going to be a hell of a lot easier. 
And with boomers leaving the workforce, holes need to be filled Why Xers and Ys move up the ladder. That is why they're getting the cash. The story is easy, but the execution is another story, which is why I found this quote in Forbes somewhat interesting. The new funding will allow Ripple Match to hire more engineers, data scientists, and project managers to boost its job matching technology. And then this, we started to realize we could actually replace job boards with technology that could bring the right opportunities directly to candidates, kind of the way that TikTok brings the right content. So I really want to like this company, but I don't because it seems as if they just don't understand the market and how competitors like Handshake are already embedded into colleges and universities. Mm -hmm. Better matching tech, Matching should be easy. How about better marketing to drive brand awareness? So from the outside looking in, I really want to like this organization, but man, this is a huge sell for me. It's hard to articulate just how wrong this startup is right now. <laughs> you are salty. I warned you kids at the beginning of the show that Chad is pretty salty. Look, if you listen to this show, you know I hate college recruitment businesses appealing to fickle kids that come and go and the never ending rotation of kids you service and different opinions and different brands that come and go. You're not cool anymore or whatever. Growth prospects are limited. Competition is tough. You mentioned Way Up. You mentioned Handshake. You and I have seen so many solutions come and go that are targeting the college market. More money invested means more stupid shit. Like we're taking on <laughs> we're taking on LinkedIn. You know yes. when Handshake came out and said, yes. "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna justify our new our new uh, funding round by saying we're gonna take on LinkedIn." That's a cry for help, is what that is. This is going to be something we see throughout you know, our entire careers in this industry, people that come and go targeting in a new cool way to, to basically have, give college kids access to jobs. Uh, I don't get it. I won't buy it. Can't recommend it for me. If this was buy or sell, I'd sell it again. I'd sell it over again and again and again. <laughs> Ripple match. No, no, not having it. Not and having you're calling it. me salty. Yeah. Yeah. I need to calm down. You're, 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 you're getting me excited, man. We need to take a quick break. Let's take a quick break, take a breath and we'll talk about uh, PepsiCo and more buy or sell, which will definitely not get us more fired up. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name, but when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com. All right, Chad. Feel better? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. It's starting to detense a little, a little bit. Cognac yeah. shot I did uh, <laughs> while, we were, while we were taking a break there. 
All right. Let's talk Pepsi and bubbly, one of your yeah. favorite favorite drinks. Is it bubbly uh, or buble? Because Michael Buble yeah. likes it to be buble. Pretty solid marketing campaign uh, by that. Who Michael Buble is a Canadian, by the way. Did you know that? Very nice guy, yes. Did you know that? Yeah, very nice guy. Uh, he and Bieber <laughs> hang out. By the way, I'm on our way here. My wife kept pointing out like, oh, Avril Lavigne's from this town. Oh, this is where Celine Dion is from. So I don't know why all Canadians know where every famous Canadian's from. Anyway. Because there aren't that many of them. There aren't that many. Yeah, there's one for every <laughs> 10 Americans. Uh, so PepsiCo's Bubbly is calling attention to the importance of LGBTQ safe spaces and the Chosen Families Fund therein with a Pride Month campaign. A video short stars musician Naomi McPherson, one of your favorites, as Jack, a a non-binary individual who initially expresses trepidation when entering a LGBTQ bar, but is quickly welcomed. Bubbly also partnered with the Stonewall Inn Gives Back initiative to provide 100,000 relief to LGBTQ safe spaces that have struggled in the wake of the pandemic. The effort shows the PepsiCo-owned sparkling water brand making a firm show of support to LGBTQ consumers who may be experiencing increased adversity. Chad, put down your Pepsi clear and tell me what you think about this move. Yeah, so you have to back away and and really think about what they're trying to do here, right? So question to you, have you ever walked into a place and felt judged automatically? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. As as middle-aged white dudes, <laughs> we, we, we really don't, right? But imagine being a gay young man getting dressed up, walking into a bar here in Indiana in high mm-hmm. heels and nails freshly done, right? In most cases, they're going to feel judged. And anybody from their community is going to feel judged as soon as they walk into the door. Wouldn't it be nice to have a place to feel accepted and only judged because of the nail color that you chose that day? Mm -hmm. You know, it's Pride Month. And one thing that I am so sick of is the rainbow logos. It's pandering at its best. And some companies, you know, who are embracing the LGBTQ plus community, um, they have employee resource groups, uh, including community in diverse outreach and hiring strategies. And in this case with Pepsi, they truly understand the community and what they need, the need to be themselves. Maybe they aren't out of the closet yet and they just want to be themselves. They want to go to a place where they can be themselves. Maybe they are and they don't enjoy the experience of a, an, an Irish pub, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> maybe maybe they are out and they just, you know, they don't feel comfortable in an Irish pub. Sure. So this to me is a great way for a company like Pepsi to say, we get it. We understand and we want to do something about it. So this goes all the way back to 1969 in Stonewall in New York, Mm-hmm. That was a safe place that was literally attacked. And for a company like Pepsi to say, we want to be able to provide funds to fund more safe places, to me, is an act that the community will embrace. And it means something more than just a, a rainbow colored logo. Yeah. The uh, the video is about two minutes long. It's really well done. I found the the humor sort of... <laughs> disarming you know like i think anyone who watches that with sort of arms crossed and like oh and like you said another rainbow colored video i think is is quickly disarmed and and just laughing and and i even thought at the beginning this could be a bar i could be in you know and then of course then then it gets a little bit a little bit less out of my uh worldview from there but i think the drag queens they did a great job of yeah they did a great yeah 
it, uh, I think it was really disarming, really well done. And I think it, it appealed to people like me as much as it probably would its target audience. Mm-hmm. By the way, this campaign, I, I don't know if it was targeting me, probably was not, maybe a little bit. Um, but I will say that in the years that we've done this podcast, um, one of the things I think that's given me is a greater appreciation that life is different for people uh, who aren't white, heterosexual, middle-aged men. And in turn, I think I've grown a greater appreciation for companies who produce content and embrace this community because it's something that's fairly alien to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And like you said, it's, if, if you don't notice it, you don't notice it. Uh, And being able to notice it and see it, I think is very educational, enlightening for a lot of people like me. Uh, So I feel like it's the pop, the podcast has been great. It's opened me up to things like this and actually saying that it's an issue and then appreciating that there are companies like Pepsi who are willing to create content and provide uh, cash and donations to organizations that are helping um, this group of people that I wouldn't necessarily uh, normally recognize through my 50 plus years of life as a you know middle-aged white guy in middle America. So for me, that's a, a huge applause. I would like to see the money be more than a hundred thousand. That feels a little bit like yeah. a couch cushion, you know, extra, extra change to someone like Pepsi. I'd like to see that number get, you know, 5x or 10x to do to do something more and make an impact. And if you look at the press release, they're not very big on the number. They're just very big on the donation. So I'd like to get a little bit more checks written to organizations like this from companies like Pepsi, who, let's be honest, can afford it. Agreed. Agreed. And in a recent survey taken by JobSage, 53% of people who were surveyed felt like their company's effort to address social issues were inauthentic or performative, mm-hmm. like a rainbow logo. Agreed. Agreed. All right. You ready to play some buy or sell? Let's do it. All right, kids. You know the deal. We'll read three companies that got funding this week, and it's either going to be a sell rating or Chad and I will buy that company. Let's start with Teal, one of Chad's favorite colors. Teal, baby. The, the Miami, Florida-based company has raised $6.3 million in seed funding. Teal offers a free platform of web-based career tools, including a job tracker, resume builder, and Chrome extension that help people accelerate their job search. The company says it has been used by over 65,000 people to get their jobs at companies like Google, Apple, TikTok, Spotify, and Bumble. Chad, are you a buy or sell on Teal? Well, first and foremost, Teal's, I guess, whoever designed the Teal website totally used the exact same template as Pinpoint HQ. That's what happens when you use a a designer from Upwork, kids. Anyway... (laughs) I only needed to hear one thing from the CEO, Dave Fano. This is from a TechCrunch article in, from July of 2020, where he said, quote, Teal has no interest in becoming a B2B tool that sells into the HR department, but rather wants to focus on the end customer, end quote. That was enough for me. I'm out. Sell, sell, sell. This is not an organization that I would ever get affiliated with. Okay. That was quick. Historically, I <laughs> I hate, just like you, I hate companies that make money off the back of job seekers. Yes. Uh, especially from stuff they can do themselves pretty easily. Uh, job tracker, sign up for a few email alerts. Uh, you need a resume builder, do a Google search. You need to optimize your LinkedIn profile, go watch some Craig Fisher videos. Um, <laughs> however, 
I do realize people want an easy button um, and Teal hopes to offer that. And it is free for their users, basically. Uh, they're making $149, $149 for their four-week boot camp program of getting a job. But obviously, that's not going to be enough to pay the bills and the no. investors. So they're going to have to eventually uh, resell data. They're going to have to affiliate marketing the hell out of their users with resume writing writers. Uh, they're going to have to like make money off of job postings or maybe feed in some programmatic stuff. Maybe all of it. They're going to have to pivot and they're going to have to rape the job seekers like everyone else that has come before that for them. So uh, although the basic concept of an easy button is fun uh, for job seekers, there's a darker side to this business. Mm-hmm. And it's one that bends over job seekers and sticks them right in the you know what. So for me, this one is a huge, stinky, smelly sell rating. Let's go to hourly. Maybe they'll feel fare better. Uh, <laughs> hourly, a workers' comp and payroll startup has raised $27 million in Series A financing. This follows a $7.2 million raise back in 2019. The funding will help Hourly expand beyond the state of California where it was founded. Specifically, Hourly has built an app that tracks working hours, generates payroll, and then calculates and assigns workers' compensation insurance to individuals based on that information. They have some 1,000 customers in areas like construction and retail, all in the state of California, but are eyeing Texas, Arizona, and Nevada by 2023. Chad, are you a buy or sell on hourly? There are plenty of different platforms in this space. Fountain, ShiftSmart, WageStream, When I Work, all in this space. I'm not sure that they all cover you know, uh, time and attendance, payroll, and workers' comp, mm-hmm. um, but currently Hourly's customers are in construction, home services, accounting, and retail spaces. So plenty of business to be had there, right? I mean, that's a pretty good TAM for a startup. Here's my problem. They currently, as you'd said, only service California and Hourly will be using the funds to continue enhancing its product to target more verticals. So what they're going to do is, even though they're only focused on one state right now and they have a large enough TAM and a thousand customers, they want to expand verticals as opposed to focus on just regions, right? So Mm -hmm. more verticals, their plate is already full. And to expand to more markets, like you talked about by 2023, man, that's slow as fuck. (laughs) So, I mean, I, I really like this, this vertical, these types of platforms, but the problem is they have no focus and when it comes to expansion, their expansion is going to happen way too slow. So this, unfortunately, is a sell for me. Yeah, Chad, you know the the general commercials of car insurance that, that <laughs> yeah, Shaq yeah. do. That's what that's what these guys sound like to me. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, really competitive, established players with lots of money. You mentioned some of them, but I'll throw in like an ADP or an Ameritrust or Allstate, uh, and a business that scales for shit. Like really, California and then three more states next yeah. year. No scale, a lot of competition, uh, probably really, uh, really slim profit margins. Oh, God. <laughs> this thing looks like a nightmare to me. Sell, sell hourly. All right. Yes. Two salty guys. We'll talk about five to nine next. <laughs> no, not the movie starring Dolly Parton, Chad. Five to nine mm-hmm. has closed a $4.25 million seed round. 
Launched in 2018, the company's software lets enterprises plan programs for their employee resource groups, also known as ERGs, Mm -hmm. which enable employees who share characteristics or experiences to come together, share resources, and connect. They also provide attendance and feedback analytics for ERG events so companies can measure the effectiveness of their ERG programs. The company, founded by two black women, already counts Yahoo, Upwork, and Expedia as clients. Chad, I think this is the first time ERG has come up on our show. Are you a buy or sell on five, two, nine? What a way to make a living. So I've worked with ERGs about my entire professional career. Actually have built ERGs for organizations as well. Mm -hmm. Julie does the same thing. It sounds so good until they actually said this platform is for ERGs. And and here's why. Because they are one of the most under-resourced groups in any company. Mm -hmm. They shouldn't be because they actually amplify or could amplify diverse voices within the organization and also drive great retention and hiring programs. But ERGs are under-resourced and taken for granted, which means there's really no money here. I Mm. love this idea, but damn it, man, it's a sell. There's no Mm. money to be had. Well, as as workplace diversity and inclusion programs are becoming more prevalent, ERGs are gaining in popularity. News to me, ERGs have been around since the 1960s when black workers <laughs> at Xerox organized to discuss race-based tension in the workplace. They are increasingly relevant today as gender issues, questions of personal identity and politics affect everyone. I love tech being billed for this niche. You mentioned uh, there's not much money in it, but there might not be many players in it that can take advantage of the money that let's agree that diversity budgets are rising for a lot of organizations, which means there may be you know cash in the kitty for a company like five to nine. So for me, I love the growth of diversity budgets. Uh, I love organizations embracing inclusion and I love the founder story. So for me, we will diverse on this one. I'm gonna give it a buy. The diversity dollars are going into TA, not ERGs. So the funding streams that you're talking about do not exist. Let's agree that some of these startups, uh, you know more about than I do, but for the sake of our listeners, I have to give an opinion. Uh, I love and, it. There, and there is mine, God damn it. In five years, when these guys go public, uh, I'll have my last laugh. God, I hope they do. I really hope they do. And speaking of laughs, let's take a quick break and we'll talk a little pet psychics. Are you struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. All right, Chad, who needs a lucrative career as a lawyer when you can be a pet psychic? Well, if you're Nikki Vasconavez, 
a 33-year-old from Philly. You do it because you love it, and apparently it pays a lot better. That's right. Nikki was making 75 k a year as a property lawyer to become a full-fledged pet whisperer for big cash. How much cash, you ask? Nikki charges $350 for a one-hour session and has a total of 4,000 people on her waiting list, which would be $1.4 million if she sees all of those in the waiting list. Her training, she's self-taught, of course, Chad. There's no college degree <laughs> in, pet, in pet psychic. A typical reading involves, get this, her sitting in a quiet room in her home where she studies a photo of the animal. She telepathically asks the animal a series of questions and records them as well as the animal's, in quotes, responses. So owners can listen to the exchange. Chad, you have three dogs. Are you ready to put them on Nikki's waiting list? I think Multiverse just added a certification, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is funny. I see Caesar on TV and how everybody like, you know, they love Caesar and they watch the TV thing and he makes so much money. Mm-hmm. And when I read this, I thought this is the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And then I sat down and thought about it. I'm like, this is the smartest fucking thing in the world. <laughs> People will pay stupid money for this kind of shit. I mean, good for her. I mean, it, again, this feels like the elixir salesperson at the carnival, but yep. you know, that, that guy probably made more money than, you know, the, the bearded lady. That's right, kids. There are benefits to living amongst a lot of stupid Americans. You can make <laughs> a lot of money. And the good news is there are alternatives to only fans. Everybody. Uh, this is a total crazy pills moment uh this chick has like two hundred thousand followers on tiktok and makes a good living doing this shit it makes me question my own life choices and frankly (laughs) it makes me want to drink we We out thank you for listening to what's it called the podcast the chad the cheese brilliant they talk about recruiting they talk about technology but most of all they talk about nothing Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.